Today is Thursday, September 3rd, and it is time for Cutting Up with Cece. All right, today um, I have a very special guest. This is the first mm. time I'm having one of my bros on. Oof. <laughs> yes, for my fans that do not know, um, I am a stud. I am gay. I know a lot of my fans don't know me personally, but I am LGBT. In this hole. In the house. <laughs> and I, I have very, very, very slim amount of bros. But this is one of my good bros. Um, it's my bro Michael. Say what's up. What's up? What's up? Yes. And, you know, tonight, I just want to get into um, a, partic- a particular topic about, um, you know, I feel like not just black people. I feel like all races have this, I don't know, this this perception that mixed Americans that are of two races or white people um, don't have any type of liking to ethnic things. And who not better to bring on than Michael? Okay, Michael, Michael's mixed. <laughs> And I feel like she needs to speak for the light-skinned mixed breed community because I feel like it's just a lot of shit that needs to get ironed out and kind of addressed. So without further ado, Michael, take it the fuck away, fam. Hey, so just a little bit of context for the listeners out there, just so that everybody understands where I'm coming from on the issue, right? So obviously, like you already said, I'm mixed. Um, you know, mostly black and white. I am mixed with some Native American, um, but somewhere down my family line, you know, I got I got Mexican in my family. So I have a whole branch of my family where I've been raised with Mexican. Um, so I, I really, you know, I got a little bit of everything going on over here, with the exception of so Asian. Just a pot like, of food. Yeah, like I'm I'm just the whole, you know, the melting pot essentially. And, and so I, you know, I really have had the opportunity to deal with a lot of different spectrums of stuff going on. A lot of different spectrums of shit when it comes to this whole race issue and things like that. Um, I definitely identify with being Black because that's who I was raised with. I was raised with my Black family. Um, so I definitely, you know, relate to a lot of the experiences of our Black community and our Black family. But you know, I definitely deal with things from both sides. So yeah, I'm 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 ready to I'm ready to hash it out. Let's talk about you it. You ready to talk your shit, fam? Let's yeah, let's do it. Okay, so let me just start off by um, just going through a brief little quiz of things that I would like to ask. Okay, <clears throat> absolutely. Let me get my, <clears throat> get my <throat> spectacles yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Question number one. Do mixed Americans like grits? Absolutely. But here's a big debate that I've seen, mostly on social media, but I've seen a a big debate about this online, right? So it's always the debate on when you make grits. It's not even a question of if you like grits, but it's when you make (laughs) grits, what do you put on it, right? You do the butter and sugar, and you make it like a breakfast, like a hot cereal, or do you go like uh, a little more savory, like shrimp and grits, and you make it like kind of like part of your meal? I say, why not do both? Because they're both delicious. It depends on the context of the meal, right? But if so you could on- only, but if you could only have one, 
hey, bruh, I, I, I'm open to all options. I don't, listen, I'm not choosy, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to choose one or the other because let me tell you right now, if I'm doing a hot cereal, you know, and I'm doing grits with an omelet and some orange juice on the side and some bacon, I'm going to say, let me go ahead and put some butter and sugar in that bad boy. But yes. if yes, I'm doing no. But if I'm doing some fried chicken, okay, then I'm going to tell you, well, or 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 even some pasta, I'm going to say, let me go ahead and put some shrimp in that bad boy. We go salt and pepper and cayenne and onion powder and all the other things that, that season everything right. We're going to mix that bad boy up and it's going to be all right. So I'm saying it, it totally depends on context in that in that nature. Depends on what else you have in with it. So that's, that's my stance on that. Do y'all like fried bologna sandwiches? Fried bologna sandwiches. Listen, I really feel like that comes from a place of the struggle. <laughs> yeah, you know I course. mean, because if you never had the struggle, have you ever had to fry bologna before? You know what I mean? Like, when you fry it, <laughs> I feel like it takes away the struggle, the feeling of the struggle. You know, so it's more, more of a charred Balaganese at that point. <laughs> Balaganese, you're stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, charred. listen, listen. I, I, I like to refer to myself as the master of the sandwich. Okay, and I will fry just about anything in my cast iron and put it be- between two pieces of bread, and we gonna we gonna rock with it. So absolutely. Absolutely, I will fry some bologna, but let me tell you how I'm gonna do it though. I'll fry that bologna and I'll put some sriracha mayo, okay, with that fried bologna. I'll put some triple cheddar and some provolone. I'll put me some banana peppers and some black olives, okay, and we're gonna grill that motherfucker up like a grilled cheese and we're gonna live our best lives, you know what I mean? And there it is boom, fried bologna sandwich. And all of that is what's up. But for me, it would just be bologna fried on piece of bread with Miracle Whip folded over and put in mouth. That would be all. Hey, hey but listen, I'm doing better in life now than I was. <laughs> so I have the option of a few additional condiments. Okay. Because, so you know what I mean? So I'm going a, I'm to a dress mine up a little bit. It may still be a fried bologna sandwich at its base. But I'm still dress it up a little bit and just make that shit scrum diddly. I'm just okay. Like that's okay. it. <laughs> okay. 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 Next question. Next question. <clears throat> I want you to really take your time on this one. Okay. All right. All right. I'm here for it. Honey nut Cheerios. Garbage. Or Captain Crunch. <laughs> Honey nut Cheerios are garbage, bro. (laughs) Unless you add a cup of sugar to it. (laughs) It's garbage, dog. Like it's cap crunch all day. Unless you go add a cup. Hey, hey, it should say honey nut Cheerios plus a cup of sugar. (laughs) For real. And then it's all right. Because that's what it needs. See. I mean, <laughs> okay, okay. This is this is my last food question. Okay. All right. 
fuck this up. Mustard potato salad or mayonnaise potato salad? It's mayonnaise. Uh, it's no! Mayonnaise. Oh yeah, no. Hey, listen, no. listen. Listen, listen, listen. Let me let me tell my story though, okay? Let me tell my story. So my mama my mama was never around, but my great aunt raised me in school. Okay, she was raised on the farm, raised her grandma, born in slavery, right? And you know, her parents, her grandparents, everybody, they was all on the farm. And she makes home down potato salad. Okay. This is unlike any potato salad you have ever tasted in your life. And it has ruined me forever from anybody trying to put mustard in potato salad. Like you can never convince me otherwise. Maybe my background on that is a little bit different. I admit that, you know, I'm open to try new things, but her potato salad, when you try it, that's a mayonnaise potato salad all day long. And mustard ain't never going to hold a card to her potato salad. I could never make it myself. I've tried. She's given me the exact recipe, even though you know we don't cook with recipes, right? We just sprinkle till our ancestors say enough, my child, and we move around. But I can't, I can't fuck with the, I can't fuck with the mustard, you know, because she's ruined me for that. So maybe I'm a little bit biased, and I, I'm okay. With she does the damn thing with that potato salad every time, and I tell you, it's gonna snatch your soul. I'm telling you. So y'all just y'all gonna have to try it one of these days. Come through for a barbecue. Hey. We're back. Technical difficulties, but we back in this stuff. So just to get back onto our topic, um, I kind of want to jump into how, um, you know, Black people do not like to go outside, okay? And I feel like I say that for last because I feel like that is the biggest thing with the whole Black-white thing. Black people do not like to go outside, and that's just what it is. It's too hot. It's too much going on. It's hot. And we, you know, you know, to be really honest, you know, uh, we, our ancestors spent a lot of time outside, and I feel like a lot of that has to do with it. Um, I know they were also not too fond of outdoor activity, and I feel like, um we tend to veer away from the outdoors because of the heat automatically. Uh, I want your opinion, number one, on why you think, why you personally think that black people do not go outside. And I want you to tell me why they should 
and why they should expose their children, you know, to doing more outdoor activities. I mean, I'm really serious about this because I personally like to go outside. I like to feed ducks. I like to fish. I like to anything I can do. I like to be outdoors. Um, and I'm not saying that it has to be an all the time thing, but I feel like that's something that is instilled in our children. Like, am I making sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, like low key encourage them to go outside. Like, please let them know the hacks and shit to going outside. Like, just because you like to go outside don't mean that we're not in the shade. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. And let me tell you, let me just hit real quick on a little bit of history behind that, because I'm actually really glad that you brought that up, because this is actually a cycle that I'm trying to break with my own son. So for the listeners out there who don't know, so I have a son. He's nine years old. Um, I did, you know, I'm gay. I did artificial insemination with him. Uh, so he's mine, you know, completely 100%. No, I didn't sleep with a dude or anything like that. He was totally in vitro, all of that. So he's 100% mine. But at the end of the day, he is a little black boy, right? And in today's society, it's very much a stigma um, against the black community for doing those outdoor activities. So just a little bit of history behind that. If y'all think back to slavery, right? Which most of our ancestors here in America came from slavery. What did they do? Day in and day out, right? They were outside working the fields. You know, they were picking cotton, picking other crops and cotton is the biggest one, but there is plenty of other crops that that our slavery ancestors had to pick um, to, you know, make it day in and day out. And there was always the stigma about being the outside slave versus the inside slave, right? right? And that's where the disparity comes from about being light skin and dark skin. Because if you're dark skin, that means you was an outside slave versus if you was light skin, you was the inside, I ain't gonna say it, but you know what I'm gonna say, right? right. So there's just this inherent stigma in our culture versus being dark, right? And a lot of people in our community have this fear of being out in the sun because they don't want to get dark. And I feel like that is the silliest fucking shit (laughs) that I've ever heard of in my life. Because listen, y'all, when you have melanin in your skin, that is literally the entire job of your skin is to process that sun and to turn it into energy. So by reclusing yourself, by being a recluse from the sunlight, you are literally taken away from your own energy. And that makes zero sense to me. Who cares if you get a little bit darker in summertime? Nobody cares about that. Like, live your best life. You know what I mean? Get out there, do things. And what's crazy to me is if you actually look at the history of what Black people have done throughout these past several decades, even millennia, really, you look at what they've actually done, a lot of it has had to do with outdoor. It's had to do with Mm -hmm. agriculture, fishing, cropping, farming, things like that, right? That is Mm -hmm. where our strong suit is. Not saying we are not made for a corporate environment. That's not what I'm saying at all. But ancestrally and historically we have succeeded at doing these outdoor things we were the ones who did all that shit when nobody else wanted to do those jobs even after slavery was over okay and 
there was a market that came along that took that away from us. There was a point in history after slavery got abolished that that became an oppression. It became a thing to make us as a culture, as a people, not want to be outside. It was a marketing campaign that took that away from us. And it made us stigmatize our own culture for getting darker in the summertime, for getting that extra tan that normally, yeah, we may be a little bit light for, you know, myself as a perfect example, I may be a little bit pasty in the wintertime, but in summertime, like, you know, I could make it in Africa. You know what I'm saying? I could pass for anybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm so serious, though. And like, but my son is the same way. You know what I mean? Like, he has this nice, like, olive. Like, he almost looks Italian in the wintertime. But in the summertime, that boy is straight up, like, Nigerian. And it's cool, though. But the thing about, you know, Black people not wanting to swim, not people wanting to get in the water, oh, they're going to mess up their hair or, you know, whatever. Nah, man, we need to nix all that. You know why? Because we excel at those things. We And we are missing all of those opportunities as a community, as a culture, we're missing those opportunities to get out and do those outdoorsy things. Like me and my son, we started a garden last year. We started a whole vegetable garden right here in the backyard. We live in the suburbs, bro. We live in the suburbs. We are neck to neck with our neighbors. Like we don't have land. We don't have any of that. But we started a a garden in our backyard because why not? You know what I mean? And my son is obsessed with his garden in the backyard. He's obsessed with growing tomatoes and cucumbers and sweet potatoes and all this other stuff. Why? Because somebody had to teach him otherwise. At some point in our history, somebody took that away from us. And we need to recapture that. It's okay to want to be outside. It's okay to do outdoor things. It's okay to go fish. And it's okay to go hunt. That's not a white people thing. And people need to remove that stigma from their minds. That's not white people shit. That's our shit. We've done that for millennia. We've done that literally for centuries. And we need to recapture that and recapture the outdoorsy side of our community because we are really good at that shit. And it's okay. It's okay if you get a little darker in summertime. It's okay to be dark chocolate. Everybody loves dark chocolate. You know dark chocolate is a delicacy? (laughs) like it's okay and I feel like a lot of people take that shit away from us as a community as a people and that shit needs to stop and we need to get that out of our own system we need to stop hating on other black people that are dark we need to stop hating on black people that get a super dark tan or black people that are super chocolate we gotta cut all that shit out just the same way we gotta cut all the shit out about light skin motherfucker I'm light skin and black people don't fuck with me half the time We got to cut all that shit out because what is it doing other than being a detriment to our own community? Right. That's a huge, huge problem. When we could be killing this shit. Like, I'm telling you. And listen, I joined joined this group on Facebook. It's the Black Gardeners because, again, I told you, me and my son, he wanted the garden. This wasn't me. He wanted the garden. I thought, though. You know, and I started this whole garden for him because I wanted to encourage that. And I saw, so you know, I didn't know anything about it. So I had to, I had to get some resources. So I joined this, this group on Facebook, the Black Gardeners. And oh my God, the beauty, 
that you would see about black people growing their own food and helping out their own community, even if you can't grow enough to help your community, but just grow your own food where you could literally get ready to go cook a meal and you walk to your backyard or walk to your front porch or walk to your back patio. Even if you got an apartment, you get your own herbs, you get your own vegetables, you get whatever from yourself. It is a beautiful fucking thing. Fishing, hunting, all these things, right? These things are incredible resources for our community and we miss out on that because of the stigma. Bro, let me tell you, can I can I tell a quick story real fast? Sam, this is all you. Take it away. All right. So I'm gonna tell y'all this quick story. Okay. So I went to um so me and my wife every year, we do a boat party, right? All you know, out on the lake, we get a pontoon boat, you know, we invite all of our closest friends, we go out on the lake. This is like one of our summertime like things that we like to do every year. Obviously, this year, COVID, we couldn't do it, whatever. But every year is something that we like to do. So a friend of mine had a similar event. They had a boat party. You know, it was one of the big birthdays, a 30-year-old, you know, the dirty 30, whatever. So they had a boat party out on the lake. Now, this particular boat party, it was pretty much all Black people. It was predominantly Black event, whatever. Cool. So we go out, and boat party was lit right? They had all the food, it was catered, they had all the alcohol, you know, they had the DJ on the boat, like, everything was set up, it was smooth, it was smooth as fuck, right? But we get out there, my my guy, we're on the lake, and nobody on the boat wants to get in the water. Nobody wants to go swim. We are literally on the lake for, like, six hours, and nobody wants to swim. So, you know, me and my wife were like, we, you know, after a little while, you know, you start feeling good. You start talking to everybody, whatever. And we start asking, how come nobody's swimming? Oh, well, my hair or, oh, no, no, I'm, you know, I'm in my fly fit. Like, I'm, I'm looking sharp. Like, I got my fresh kicks on. I got my throwback on, like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? That is one of those inherent stigmas. Why don't black people swim? You know what I mean? That's just one of those things. It, you don't even think about it anymore. It's just part of the culture now. You don't even think about it. It's not something you even like register. But we're on a, a literal boat party in the middle of the lake with like 50 to 60 people that don't want to get in the water. They don't want to swim. Why? You know what I mean? Like, why? And it was just one of those things. You know what I mean? That's, that's one of those things we got to get out of. We got to fix that. We got to fix that stigma that like we can't participate in certain things because of X, Y, and Z. We got to get over that. You know what I mean? And we got to get past these little like barriers that have been built in our culture and, and, and stigmatize. We stereotype ourselves. We stereotype ourselves as a community and there's no reason for it. So yes, get outdoors. Do the outdoor thing. Go fish. Go hunt. Carry a gun, get your LCC, do it legally, buy a weapon, do whatever you want to do because that's not white people shit. We got to get over that stigma. It's not white people shit. That shit that all of us should be participating in. We should be members of the same society that the quote unquote white people are doing. And I feel like a lot of us are afraid to do that. And I don't understand why. So there it is. There's my two cents.
and we lost it. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, my bad. Um, what I was saying was, you know, um, I appreciate you for that because, you know, it, it it is what it is. It's a stigma, and I just really wanted you to say that, you know, because you you know you just so people are so afraid to get out and try things. Like I have always been infatuated with fishing and catching things. Like I don't know where that came from. I, I'm, I'm being serious here. I don't know if maybe when I was in my afterlife, I, in my past life, maybe I was a hunter gatherer. Who knows? You know, but that's yeah. in me. My my, as I got older, my my spirit was like, go fishing, go go hunting, go catch stuff. That's in you. So I started, yeah. and I wasn't great at it. I you know I'm not trying to I'm not trying to you know play a sappy. I'm not trying to be all sappy you know right now. But, uh, you know, Michael, you don't even know this. My, my father, he didn't teach me how to fish. I didn't have a father figure. I had my stepfather, you know, and he was in the army, so he was gone a lot. But I actually went outside and taught myself, but I wasn't great at it. I didn't know what, I really didn't know what I was doing. I had to, I had to rely on videos and stuff. But you taught me. You don't even know that you were the one that really taught me how to fish. I, I knew how to, I, I mean, I could get it going, but I couldn't get it going. You know what I mean? Right. And I wasn't afraid to ask for help. And that's another thing that, that worries me about my black community. We're so prideful Absolutely. and egotistical that we're afraid to ask for help. And I'm so blessed to know that I have you as a friend because never have you judged me when I asked for help. You never said, you don't know how to do that. You never criticized me. You just showed me. And that was it. Right. Right. Because you wanted me to know. Like, exactly. hey, I'm not afraid either, but I'm going to show you what I know. And now, and because you can't let me tell me you what I saw my line. See exactly. And let me tell you, one of the biggest fucking things about what you just said, one of the biggest fucking things that I learned in life was this. Because listen, I'm an entrepreneur, right? I I started my own business. I work for myself right now. One of the biggest fucking things I learned about our community that was such a disappointment to me that I am now actively trying to correct is the stinginess of the knowledge. That is such a fucking thing. For whatever fucking reason, there are so many people within the black community, if they come up, they they feel like it's a competition. They don't want to share knowledge. They don't want to help, you know, the brothers and sisters out. They don't want to do that. It's, It's a competition. And it shouldn't be like that. It's not. If you eat, you know, then... I can't eat. It, it. That's not what that means. You know what I mean? It's it's all you, about the frame of mind. Exactly. If you eating and you can help somebody else eat, then fucking help them eat. You know what I mean? Like if you can help somebody else get over the obstacle, get over that wall, then do it. And I don't understand where I really don't like historic. And listen, I do a lot of research and I do a lot of reading on our history and our culture and just a lot of shit in general. And I don't understand where that particular mindset comes from. Why as a culture, we are so stingy with knowledge. I don't get that. That does not make sense to me. If you look at the sixties, 
you know, the 50s and the 60s, the civil rights movements and everything that came thereafter in the, in the several decades after that, it doesn't make sense how we came into the, this transition of not helping our family eat. I don't get where that comes from. But for me, if I know how to do something and you have a genuine like hunger for that knowledge, I'm going to help you out. I don't give a shit what it is. I'm going to help you out. And it, it's not a competition to me. It's not a competition. Because if if I'm going to eat, I want to see, if you're my people, I want to see you eat too. You know what but I mean? And that's okay. Want, but that's because you want to see people win. And everybody don't have that heart. That's why me and you are friends. Because we have a genuine respect for one another. I'm not here to compete with you. You're not here to compete with me. I can't do exactly. shit with wood. I can't fucking carve wood to save my fucking life. But you're a G-at. You're a fucking G-at. I love fashion. You don't give a fuck about that. You're <laughs> right. It's not, the, show it's right. not the, everybody has their strengths. You know what I'm saying? I'm learning yeah. from you. You may have learned from me. Who knows? Absolutely. You know? But I think, that's just I, one of those, another one of those mindsets we as a community, we have to get out of. We got to get out of yeah. that competitive mindset. And we really, really have to get on a foundational level of helping each other build. We really do. That's black economics, right? That's what we're trying to do now. And I feel like now is more predominant than any other time in the history. Maybe, maybe with the exception of like two or three years within the civil rights movement. But right now is that fucking time. We got to really set the foundation of helping each other build. We got to set those building blocks and we got to help everybody up over the walls and the obstacles because it's fucked up to say, but it's facts that a lot of black kids don't learn shit from their parents to actually help them succeed in life. They don't. Our generation and our, our parents' generation are not teaching their kids the proper shit to help them succeed and and to really build like a good solid foundation. So now as we are grown now, we're adults, our generation, we've grown up, we gotta help each other out. So those of us who are doing well in this area gotta help other people who are not doing well in that area. Other people that are doing well in that area, we have to be able to lean on them from that help. You know what I mean? And it has to be like a productive cycle. It can't be a vicious cycle anymore. We've been in a vicious cycle for 500 years. We can't right. stay in that vicious cycle of detriment. We have to bring ourselves into that positive cycle of building and helping each other up. You know, reaching out the hands here and there where we can. And listen, fishing may not be a huge deal to everybody, but like you said, I'm more than willing to help you out. And you have has told me, and I'll never forget the quote that you said, I'm a beast with money. Guess what? I suck at money. So when I have financial questions, I'm going to come to you. You might ask me how to cast a fishing line because that's what I'm good at. I suck at financial shit. shit. So when I have a financial question, I'm going to come to you. You know what I mean? And and, and that's what it should be. You know what I mean? So we just... I definitely um, am a beast at, at generating income. Now, I didn't say I was good at, at utilizing it. 
<laughs> we all know Fuck. Cece has a shopping fucking addiction. Shit. That's your words. You said I'm a beast with money, so therefore I, I have financial questions. I'm a come I am a, and I am I am I am a beast. You want to make some money in stocks? You want to bring in some money? Oh, shopping. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Absolutely. I'm but a at, at the end of the day, it's a mindset. You know what I mean? It's an absolute mindset. It's a mental state of being. We have, have to be in a position to help other people, and we have to stop being so stingy with knowledge. If you know something, be willing to share that. And that's really that's what hard. it comes down to. And I have absolutely no problem with putting any of my people on. Anybody, I don't care if you're red, black, green, blue, black, why? I don't care. I don't care what exactly. race you are. I'm here to exactly. help because I might yep. need you. How about that? Exactly. I might need you. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that is one thing I want to, I, I want to make sure I say before we end this today. Um, I, 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 I want, I sincerely want to see everybody win. And I mean that because let me tell you something. If you guys don't take anything from today's podcast, take this. You don't never know. And I meant to say it like that. You don't never know when you're going to need somebody. I don't give a damn how much money you got. I don't give a damn how much fan clout, popularity. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. You don't ever know when you're going to need somebody. So be kind to others and be willing to help. Absolutely. Everybody wants to receive help, but they don't want to give it. Help does not mean money. Help can mean kind words. Help can mean anything. True story. Tonight I went to McDonald's before I went home. And yes, I know McDonald's is gross, but that's all that was open. So I'll kiss my ass. Um, I went to McDonald's to get me a cheeseburger before I came home. And um, as I was going to the drive-thru, I want y'all to peep what I'm about to tell y'all. I'm pay- I'm ordering my food. This homeless man, he didn't even walk up to my car, y'all. He had to be like four feet away. He was, you know, a little distance, but close enough for me to hear him. He told me, he said, ma'am, can you buy me something to eat too? And you know what I did? I gave him $5. And let me tell you why. Because he did not ask me for money. He asked me for food. Are you, do you feel me? Yep. Do you, did, you, did you catch that? He didn't say, do you have any spare change? Do you have any, do you, can I have some coin? He asked me, can you buy me something to eat too? I just want to eat. I mean, I gave him the money. You know, I was in a hurry, but I came off. I sure did, because I because and, and no, that I wasn't sewing into him or anything like that. But it was on my heart to do so because that could be me. Straight up. Hey, listen. One thing about them. One somebody, thing about them tables, man. They will, they will turn. That's what I was just about to say. You never know. You never know. It could be from today to tomorrow when you're in that same position because you never know what's gonna happen. Nope. And, and and you know everything comes around tenfold, right? So whether it's kindness or it's ugliness that you put out in the world, it's gonna come back tenfold. You never know. Yes, and I speak, and I speak that unto you guys today. Be kind. Be kind to others. Be different about things. Be cognitive about things. Look into cognitive therapy. I did it, and it was great. 
um, it, it, it basically teaches you to change your think your, your your the way you think about things. When somebody asks you, "Hey, can you help me uh, apply for that job?" Say, so, you know what? I'm not going to do it for you, but I'll do it with you. You don't ever know what the limitations are on that person. Maybe they can't read. Maybe they don't understand the terminology. When somebody puts their pride to the side and asks you for help, just remember, it could be you. I just, I just want to see that change in my people, man. And I'm talking to the blacks right now. I'm, I, I am. I, we got to do better. We're so quick to, to preach about how we're mistreated and, and, and this, that, and the third, but we're not even kind to each other. So they're just mimicking what we do. I'm not saying that they're always right, because they're not, but we, we do it to each other, and we got we to gotta fucking make a change. Everybody's not trying to, 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 to outdo you. Sometimes people just really want to help to get to the next level. And we got to stop being crabs in a fucking bucket. For real. But um, I didn't mean to take it to church, y'all. But I, <laughs> I felt that in my heart, man. And, I, and Michael, I really want to thank you for coming on, bro. I hope this won't be your last time. Oh, never. Never that. You know, I'm here with you. Come back. Yeah, you got to come back. Because there's lots of topics that definitely pertain to, you know, you being relatable. I definitely want to have a segment about veterans and I'm definitely going to need you for that. Oh, I'm here <laughs> for it. You already know I'm here for that. Yeah, that's all you, fam. I, I definitely got to have you back. Absolutely. But Michael, I want to thank you so much um, for coming on the show. If anybody has any questions um, that you can answer directly, um, can I send them your way? I don't want to give out your information publicly. Oh, no, um, absolutely. Anybody can hit me up, DM me. I'm always down for intellectual conversation, questions, anything like that. I love, more than anything, I'm a trainer at heart. I love educating people. I love educating adults, especially because, you know, that that's right now I feel like it's on my heart. I feel like that's the crowd that needs it the most is the people that are grown and they feel a little lost. They need a little guidance. They need a little bit of info, whatever. So I'm always down to have conversations with people and um, I'm here for it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so if anybody, yeah. absolutely, if anybody wants to hit me up, DM me, whatever, we can we can have a chat. I'm cool with it. We're going to get these fishing lessons popping. So y'all have y'all money ready and y'all poll. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to up and, uh, and Michael requires uh, $40 and a six pack. And hey. it's going to fuck down. We're going to do it. We're going to make it happen, Kevin. <laughs> Y'all going to be some beginner-ass some beginner fishers. Bring your kids. Let's get it. Oh, yeah. All right, fam. Well, I appreciate well, you God. having me, always. Um, I, I appreciate you, man. Like I said, it will not be the last time. I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um, like I said, it ain't nothing major. You know, it's just a little something I do, but I enjoy it. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I, I love you, man, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Love you, man. And y'all stay safe out there. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for cutting up with me and Michael tonight. And um, I'm going to fuck with y'all later. See y'all tomorrow.